Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast, let's get straight into it. New photos of 2017 BMW 1 Series to Dan Ford China, and it will get up to 231 horsepower. I want to clarify something. Yes, BMW does have a new 1 Series, no one will be able to get it outside of China. Which is a shame, really, because it's actually quite a nice-looking car, and I think that if they priced it right, they could really take on maybe the Focus and a few other vehicles. The first tuning pack for the P100D comes from Revo Sport, and and the rims don't they don't look that good, but the rest of the car is good. Say hello to the world's only Chameleon full carbon fiber McLaren P1, and it kind of looks like a protein shake mixed in with some pomegranate. North American Volkswagen Passat will migrate to the MQB platform, and I forgot how many cars the MQB platform undermines or underpins. Skoda Octavia turns 20 years old today, celebrates more than 5 million examples built. Yeah, 20 years and they built 5 million cars. Wow. BMW E92 M3 combines water and fire with outlandish rap. And no, it is not Frozen themed. Genesis, not the band, to open its first showroom this week in South Korea. 2017 Infiniti Q30 Coupe price from $33,990 in the UK. Or in other words, you're going to be paying at least thirty-eight grand for this car in the US. Alonso and Hamilton to test halo driver protection at Singapore F1 Grand Prix. And yes, F1 cars are now finally getting some head protection other than just helmets. Though the outcome currently is not too brilliant. Mercedes AMG R... 50 hypercar set for Paris Auto Show debut. Toyota Yaris goes high contrast in Italy with special white edition. 2017 BMW art car will be designed by a Chinese artist, and it will be based on the BMW M6 GT3. Italian Grand Prix feature secured at Mazda through 2019. Mazda 6 sedans to be recalled eventually over airbag control units. So they're going to be recalled eventually? Oh dear, that, that's not brilliant. It'd be better if they recalled it sooner rather than later. A problem with the airbag control unit on certain 2009 and 2010 Mazda 6 sedans has prompted a recall over 40,000 vehicles in the United States alone. According to the notice issued by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the issue comes down to a protective coating on the computer that controls the airbag's deployment. That coating may not have been properly applied, and as a result, moisture may damage the unit, causing it to malfunction. Though the issue may seem similar to... It is in fact unrelated to the far-ranging Takata airbag recalls, where that problem stemmed from the airbags deploying prematurely. This problem has not has them not deploying at all. The component in question is also supplied by Continental, not Takata. So essentially, we've got a airbag deployment issue and an airbag non-deployment issue. So, ooh, that's not good. So we got a trigger-happy airbag. And an airbag that doesn't care for humanity whatsoever. Wow. To fix the issue, Mazda is notifying the owners of 41,918 vehicles to bring theirs into their local dealership to have the control module replaced. However, it could take a while. The necessary components aren't available yet, so the automaker will send out letters a month from now to notify the owners of the affected vehicles before implementing the fix later once the parts become available. Future models from Mercedes-Benz could become personal assistants. Please no. Audi dealerships to use virtual reality headsets to sell its vehicles. Because nothing is better than seeing a fake car in front of your eyes that you want to buy. Said every Forza and every video game racer ever. 
every racing video gamer ever. McLaren to create lightweight wheels inspired by the roots of a tree. Is that a band? It, please tell me if that's a band. Otherwise, I'm, I'm about to... Mass confusion! Oh, gosh. Hold on, hold on. I'm just gonna have to pause. I need to become seriously confused and a bit irritated. I'm back. Alpine sports car to rival Alfa Romeo 4C and Porsche Cayman on price. And yes, Alpine are back. And they're making a new sports car that'll rival, just as I said, the 4C and the Porsche Cayman on price. And hopefully in performance as well. And hopefully... It'll look like that old Renault Alpine. In fact, yeah, it was just called the Renault Alpine. Hopefully, it'll look close, if not exactly like a modern version of that, so we can have another modern-day classic. Nissan's updated diehard fan app makes college football more fun and makes me more curious. That's that's about it. Jensen Button retires from racing, will assume another role at McLaren Honda. Probably gonna be the test driver. And if that comes true, someone needs to pay me five bucks. Oh, we're Finch Supersport, thanks to Rage Rover Sport, SVR needs more attitude. Because frankly, the base one is way too subtle. Not, not really. 1990 Audi Quattro Turbo comes with a rallying pedigree into a growing cult status. Audi ramps up Formula E program to full factory racing team. Volkswagen Touring Mule, or Mole, makes video debut. Honda unveiling. G-I-E-N-I-A. In other words, it looks like a Honda Civic hatch that... With the bigger head. That, that's what it looks like. They're unveiling a crossover at Chengdu? It's basically a motor show in China, and I'm sorry if I butchered the name. Nissan Vision brings virtual safety tech to Kashkai Kwashkai? Uh, Don brings safety tech to Donald Duck's car, the Juke, the X-Trail, and this is stuff we don't get in the U.S. except for the Juke, and the Pulsar. Volvo brings back 60 years to the birth of the Amazon. Sorry, backs up 60 years to the birth of the Amazon. Carlos Sainz Jr. has seen Toro Rosso's 2017 chassis, and he is thrilled. Travis Pastrana joins 2017 Race of Champions in Miami. And no, not Miami Vice. 1957 Porsche military vehicle has never seen the battlefield or the hands of war. However, it does go for $200,000 at an auction, of course. Bugatti set to stun at Concours Chantilly Arts and Elegance Richard Milley 2016? Put it this way, it's a big posh event that none of us could ever attend unless we had a million bucks to spend. I'm just going to put it like that. Mercedes AMG GTR driven flat out at the Nürburgring. Facelifted Peugeot 308 could just be around the corner. Toyota's US sales fall for the fourth straight month. Down 5%. Maybe this finally means that people who drive cameras have realized that their car is very, very, very boring and they could honestly get something more exciting. Hyundai to launch affordable hydrogen model in 2018. Finally, someone is getting on the hydrogen bandwagon. As I've stated before in a very, very, very early podcast, hydrogen is the fuel of the future. Pro-hydrogen. Electric Audi and Porsche sedans to be differentiated with unique personalities. Which means you'll get a Jekyll Hyde car. (laughs) Ferrari P4 replica with 575 V12 has one too many zeros in its price. Holden unveils new models for Australia, including rebadged GMT Acadia. Volkswagen recalls 30,000 CNG-powered vehicles in Europe to replace their tanks. Genesis G90 goes on sale in the USA from $68,100, which is very expensive. Jaguar to focus on electric models, whereas Land Rover opts for hybrids. McLaren bringing a bespoke Pacific Blue MSO 570 GT to Chantilly. 
Volvo's U.S. division post 15th consecutive month of growth. Ferrari GTC for Lucio, or Lusso, sorry, does the catwalk in London black tie event. Skoda to the side on possible U.S. launch by next fall. All new 2019 Mercedes GLE to bring the heat on Audi Q7 and BMW X5. Shelby launches all new 2017 GTE Mustang. Cadillac's newest concept looks even better as a station wagon. And I really, really wish more American automakers would bring back the station wagon. Especially with the wood panel on the sides. That'd be cool. Dated, but cool. Volkswagen denies reports of building a better or battery factory in Germany. 2017 Nissan GTR Nismo to make U.S. debut next to classic Nissan models. Seriously? I thought the new Nismo was already had already debuted in America. Wow. Man, they are late. That is old news. The, the Nismo is anyway. Anyway, there isn't much room for error when it comes to compressed natural gas-powered vehicles, especially when it comes to their fuel system, so Volkswagen isn't taking any risks. While the cheating emission scandal is still far from over, it's like the Twilight Saga, or the Star Wars Saga, or any other saga, I'm not sure. And I mean modern Twilight, not the old and better Twilight, the modern and, frankly, lame Twilight. It's still far from over. The group also has to deal with almost 30,000 vehicles powered by compressed natural gas in Europe, which will have to get their tanks replaced. Citing the automaker, Reuters states that the action comes after the brand's technicians were not able to do the regular checkups of the gas tanks for corrosion in certain European countries. Without naming them, the covers, sorry, and covers certain units of the 2006-2010 Passat, Touran, and Caddy. Owners of these models will be contacted by Volkswagen and they will have to schedule an appointment with a local authorized dealer for repairs which will be performed at the expense of the German company. Further details of the recall remain unknown at this point, but the car manufacturer had already recalled some Touran model Touran minivans in July for a similar reason. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com and get your cards today. Welcome back. Now, Subaru Worker fails to tighten bolts to specify torque. Leads to 2017 Outback Recall. Daihatsu, but you didn't know they were still alive, lets you customize the coping with interchangeable body panels. Yep, you heard me correctly, and that's actually pretty awesome. Mythbuster! Ferrari XX owners can take their cars home after all. If you don't know what this means, a few years ago, I was watching a Top Gear episode. Now, and that was pre-Evans talking, so it was good talk. And there was some Ferrari XX news, and they were saying that Ferrari didn't allow the owners to take their cars home. They had to leave them at the factory, and wherever they wanted to go, Ferrari would chip the cars out and whatever. Well, actually, apparently, you can't, they can take their cars home. Opel scores over 250,000 orders for the new Astra. Renault drops massive gallery with new Scenic and Grand Scenic, which is a minivan, or people carrier, as they say over in Europe. DS launches new performance line for its range of models. And then this, this, gl Glickenhaus? Whatever. Road Legal SCG003 to be sold in the U.S. as a kit car. It's a, it's a weird supercar, hypercar thing that's pretty cool. 
Genesis G70 is the Korean answer to the BMW 3 Series. Ram adds aggression to the 2017 1500 with new night package. Bespoke Coexec CCX destroyed after high-speed crash in Mexico because some guy who has $5 million can't actually handle the power. And I don't know if he has $5 million or not, but... Chinese electric startup Quiantu wants to bring sports car to the U.S. Mysterious white powder sent for testing after being found at GM plant. And that actually reminds me of an NCIS episode where Denozo... He has, it's supposed to be some kind of love letter. Opens it up, blows on it. This white powder spreads everywhere, and they uh, it's either they get poisoned or something similar. If any of you actually watch NCIS, I know what I'm talking about. Five points to you. Now you can rent a Ford Escape promoting a Silicon Valley startup, apparently. Honda Grace amps up the style edition in Japan, and it's basically a Civic. Sinkhole swallows BMW X5 in New York's Upper West Side. Wow. 2017 Lexus RC Coupe review reveals the good and the bad of owning a 4 Series alternative. Germany accuses FCA of diesel engine emissions cheat. And I bet you that's not real. They're just trying to hide the fact that one of their own automakers cheated. It's favoritism. That's what it is. New Honda Step WGN Modulo X proves minivans don't have to be boring. Though this one doesn't prove that they can be good looking either. The Chrysler Pacifica beat the Honda Step WGN Modulo X to the punch. Hennessy Performance injects the Ford Focus RS with 500 horsepower. Though, you may not actually get your car back once you give it to him. 10-year-old kid burnouts the mess out of a Dodge Challenger SRT, the one with 707 horsepower. Anyway, back to the Subaru Tightening Bolt recall. Ugh. Subaru of America Incorporated has informed the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, of a safety recall that will be conducted on certain units of the 2017 Outback Legacy Outback. Yes, it's not an Outback. It's just a Legacy with all the rugged bits on it and with the lift kit. That's all the Outback is. And you know what? From now on, whenever I see news about the Outback, I'm going to say Legacy Outback because that's what it is. Of a safety recall that will be conducted on certain units of the 2017 Legacy Outback. According to the letter sent by the Japanese manufacturer to the feds, the Legacy Outback vehicles manufactured from, pay attention, June 20th to June 23rd, 2016, may have improperly tightened attaching bolts for the right stabilizer clamp wheel hubs, and front brake calipers, which could loosen or detach. The issue, which could make the SUVs unstable by reducing their braking capability and inevitably increasing the risk of a crash, was discovered by a worker at the branch Indiana factory who noticed abnormal braking noise during a routine inspection. Investigating the matter helped Subaru trace the entire situation back to one associate on the assembly line who did not properly torque the right front brake caliper. In the meantime, the automaker has installed a new tool that will torque each bolt to the each bolt to the specific settings automatically, but it was already too late for a small batch of Subaru Outbacks, which will have to be taken back to the dealers, who will inspect the bolts for proper torque and replace any loose ones free of charge. The recall began on August 8th, but owners of the above-mentioned model who haven't heard from Subaru yet can contact their customer service at, pay attention, 1-800-782-2783. Once again, that's one 800 782-2783 or the NHTSA Vehicle Safety Hotline at 1-888-327-4236. Again, that's 1-888-327-4236. Felipe Massa announces his retirement from Formula 1 Racing. Duster Black Touch tops Dacia Trim replacing former Prestige. 
package. High-end limited edition one joins Reynolds' scenic family. Transformer 5's Bumblebee Camaro, Barricade Mustang, and Optimus Prime filmed up close, and you can bet it's just, this movie is just going to be a ton of explosions and pointless exposition. Leicester City, players forced to wrap BMW i8s after getting them confused. Zagato's coach-built MV Agusta F4Z is a sight to behold. Though I'm not actually that into motorcycles, so not really for me. New Citroen C3 goes on sale in France and is starting from 12,950 euros, I guess. Toyota ready to tackle the 2017 Dakar Rally with new Hilux Evo. No, it's not a Mitsubishi, sadly. Cadillac launches very exclusive white edition, ATS and CTS in Japan. Australia sues Volkswagen over diesel emissions cheating. Mini Challenge Series to join British GT Championship in 2017. All new Skoda Kodiak SUV leaked in all of its glory. Dodge Challenger looks even wider with Liberty Walk conversion. Opel CEO drives first Maka X off the assembly line, and it's an, it's the new Maka, by the way, which is a Buick Envision for Europe. 2017 Kia Rio breaks cover ahead of Paris Auto Show debut, and it looks awesome. Could the F1-powered Mercedes-AMG hypercar have a Lotus tuned chassis? Maybe. I hope so. New Audi A expected to debut company's virtual dashboard technology. But the only question is, what happens if it gets wet? Or if you smash it because you're irritated at it? What, what do you do then? BMW adds Apple CarPlay upgrade to, to selection of U.S. models. Tesla Falcon Wing software update disables vital safety function. Ferrari building one final law Ferrari to aid Italian earthquake vis- victims. Production ready Lamborghini Urus, Urus, whatever. SUV renders show off multiple colors and styles. Cop chases after modified Challenger and Audi R8 in Germany. 2016 Chevrolet Camaro 2, 2.0 Turbo is for hot hatch lovers who don't want the Ford Focus, of course. I've actually got some news on that Tesla Falcon Wing software update. And for all you Tesla Model X owners listening to the podcast, well, one, thank you. And two, you really should pay attention to this. This is actually very important. Earlier in the week, Tesla released a software update for the all-electric crossover, which says it was designed to improve closure consistency and reduce false detection of obstacles. However, in a video posted on YouTube, it appears that the update also disabled pressure-sensitive sensors in the door frames. Prior to the update, the frames of the doors would be able to detect if an object, a hand and what have you, was in the way and automatically stop the doors from closing. Now, these upper sensors no longer work, and small pinch points on the doors in a trim are automatically able to stop the doors from closing. In the video from METV Product Reviews, a monolith owner can be seen demonstrating the change and showing the doors cutting in, cutting in a half a cucumber, which should have been detected. It is reported that Tesla updated the software on the back of complaints that the doors were opening and closing by themselves. It isn't yet clear if the firm intentionally switched off the door frame sensors or if it is a glitch in the system. Either way, the Falcon doors of the Model X have been plagued by problems even before the car launched. As a matter of fact, the original supplier of the doors was sued by the automaker automaker earlier in the year because of quality concerns and delays which pushed back the car's arrival date. Porsche Macan Turbo gets 434 horsepower courtesy of new performance package. New Mercedes-AMG GLC 43 4Matic Coupe spices things up with bi-turbo V6. Mom and Dad much more concerned about how you drive than, say, doing drugs. Apparently. Says this title of an article. Ford unveils F-150 Dallas Cowboys limited edition truck. I wonder if they got Mark Cuban's approval for that. Because doesn't he own the Dallas Cowboys? I'm pretty sure he does. 
all-electric Audi A9 e-tron sedan to launch by 2020. GM boss drives Opel Am- Ampera E? Says it will shake the EV market. I highly doubt it. 2017 Ford Fusion Sport unleashes performance at the push of a button. And no, it's not like a turbo button in Night Rider. We all wish that could happen. But no, the closest thing we could get is an overboost button, which is cool in itself. But Indian politician gives new Lamborghini Huracan to wife. Minutes later, she crashes into a rickshaw. Why? I don't get it. Why do these people buy insanely fast, insanely powerful cars for people who can obviously not handle it? Why? Buy a Rolls Royce or something. Don't buy something fast. People who can handle it don't go crashing willy-nilly like this. Ford Fest organizers want to know which is the best Ford movie. I, I wouldn't know. Lamborghini wants to attract more women with upcoming Urus SUV. Fun fact, the Ford Mustang was originally intended for women, actually. Nissan supplies Uber UK with 20 Leafs for extensive EV trial. Audi Q4 trademark application hints at Mercedes GLC Coupe and BMW X4 rival. Jaguar will let you test drive the XE against its three main rivals. 2017 Citroen C3 Picasso, I guess, shows more skin in latest spy shots. Tesla gets an extension after missing NHTSA deadline for autopilot death investigation. Toyota goes retro with Pixie's Joy key cars in Japan. And they actually kind of look like the Hatsus. Warthog deploys from the Halo universe to Forza Horizon 3. Yep, you'll be able to play something for, from Halo in Forza Horizon 3. And it's a car, of course, but still. Mazda MX-5 Cup improvements come with 11.1% price increase. Lexus CT prototype tells us something better is afoot. Oh wow, I'm way over the time. Jeez, I wasn't even paying attention. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you after a word from our sponsors. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcards.com and get your cards today. I am back. So we're going to talk about our new car, and it's the family's new car. A few things you need to know, it's got the 2-liter turbo from the Volkswagen Golf GTI, and it's blue, and it's a crossover, and it's from 2017. Any guesses? None? Alrighty. It's a Volkswagen Tiguan. And yes, we got the 4Motion one, even though it's only part-time all-wheel drive. So, as I said, it's blue. It's fast, faster than I thought it would be, because I thought the engine might be overwhelmed with the big weight, but it's actually not. And it's really comfortable. There's a lot of legroom in the back, even when my dad sits in the, in the front. Quite a lot of legroom. It's really quite spacious. And then the, you have the tailgate and then that cargo area. It is bigger than the Vitara, and it might be taller, but it is a noticeable difference, but maybe not as, maybe not as noteworthy, let's say, as I thought it was going to be. Um, still quite big, though. We have a spare tire. We have actually quite a few cubby holes, including in the front area. There's a, so many cubby holes. There's a little air conditioning thing in the, glove bo- in the glove box, so when the air conditioning is running, you can send air to the glove box. The cool stuff, which honestly I just don't understand. Like I get from it, like cooling chocolate bars and whatever. But I mean, it's a cool feature, but I kind of feel like it's it's a wasted exercise anyway. Because it, what are you actually gonna put in the glove box that would be required to be cooled? You know, I just you know maybe other than a pen and food, but still, I just eh, I don't really get it to be honest. 
But aside from that, there really is quite a lot of areas. There's even a little, like, side glove box under the steering column to the left, closer to the door. And it's actually quite spacious. There's a, I'm telling you, so many cubby holes. And as I said, it's a blue, it's a light blue. It's a sort of, it's not an ocean blue, but it's like a sort of metallic-y blue. It looks really good, especially when all other cars on the road are white or black, which, frankly, I don't understand why that's a color option anyway, because if you're going to get a white car, then you might as well just get a car with bare metal, as that's the color of bare metal anyway. I guess that some people like plain colors, but it just makes for such a boring spectacle on the road. Black, white, black, white, black, white, gray, 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 white, black, white, black, gray, gray, gray. I wish you couldn't buy, I wish automakers didn't make it a feature to buy a white or black car. Gray, gray I'm fine with, because that's not as much so. So it's fast, it breaks well, we got, we didn't get the one with paddle shifters, that's probably the higher trim level one. So we got the S take one, the S4 motion one, so it's the most basic one. It, can, it comes with Android, is it Android Auto or Android, yeah it's Android Auto, and or Android CarPlay, same thing. We haven't messed with that yet, and honestly, my mom just drives, doesn't doesn't do anything else, so it's not really necessary. But the speakers are actually quite nice, much better than in the previous vehicle, because as my dad said, there's more bass to them. But yeah, it's tight. Doesn't have any, doesn't have a lot of body roll, if any. And it's actually quite a bit grippier than I thought it would be. Really, quite a good ride. Much, much, much more comfortable than what I'm used to. Now, is it as comfortable as the 300? Um, well, the ride is a bit more cushioning, I'd have to say. But I think the seats in the 300 might have had more cushioning compared to the Tiguan. So I think the 300 might have had a better ride, but the Tiguan, really, really impressive. It, I actually said to my dad yesterday, while we were going up to Estes Park, that it's amazing that anyone can make a car softer than this and not make it feel like it's wallowing around everywhere aimlessly out of control just it really is it's unexpected to me anyway and that's and that's really the difference between a modern car and a car from the 90s is that ride now however i do have to say that even though the ride is more cushioning i think the vitara had a softer ride and that and that's probably just because of the worn suspension but tiguan just feels so well built it really is like a tank really really nice a lot of leg room heated seats the traction control button is it's on it's in an obvious place but no one's gonna mess with it anyway the brakes are good they're not as grabby as a fiat 500 but to be fair the fiat 500 is a much smaller car and a much lighter car so the brakes are bound to feel a bit touchier but the brakes good feel i mean i didn't drive it but still the throttle good response i actually asked my dad because during the winter time and i think this was before i was actually doing podcasting the camry got uh our neighbor's camry got stuck and it's the 2012 one so he, he got it stuck and so after he got it unstuck i i asked him did the steering feel numb and he said yes and i said did the brakes feel not feel numb he didn't actually use it that much and i said did the throttle feel numb as well and he said yeah and and that's because you know all cars use electric steering stuff like that and then fly-by-wire throttle, not the classic one, the modern one, but still when you, and I, and so I asked him, did the Tiguan feel the same way as the Camry? He said, no, it's much more connected. Intuitive isn't the right word because, well, it's not a hard car to drive, but it just feels more connected to the road. You can read the road better. My sister likes it. My mom likes it. My mom's not used to how, let's say, peppy it is because it, it, there's really no delay at all. 
you even get like 25% on the throttle and then it's already going faster than in comparison to driving an older car. It's just, it's instant. It's just so peppy. It, it's like when you have two dogs and you have that young one that's small and then you have that mid-sized one that's older. The young one is darting all over the place barking whereas the older one is laying in its bed just watching the other one run around. They're both friends, but that but that's what it's like. The Tiguan, it feels more youthful than the Vitar did in, in its engine, even though the engine is bigger. No, wait, it's the same size as the Vitara's, but it is turbocharged and more powerful. And it's probably torquier as well, but very, very impressive car all around. Front seat. They're not electric power sliding seats like in the 300, but that's to be expected. It's a base model one. I haven't bothered to mess with the seats because I just haven't found it to be necessary. It's funny, my dad's Durango actually has, uh, in the front seats anyway, power sliding seats so it's electronic, whereas the Tiguan doesn't, which is pretty funny. Tiguan, good car. Out of, let me think. So, out of 10, I'd probably give it, I'd probably give it a 6.5. It's a, it's a really, really impressive car. The only thing I don't like about it is the air conditioning going into the glove box, because I just, I just don't get that at all. It, Honestly, it just irritates me that, that that's actually thinks it seems so unnecessary. And then the color. I like the color, but it it's a bit flat to me. It it doesn't really stand it doesn't really pop out like I've seen other cars. It, it's just a bit flat. Um, and th- and then there's one other thing where when you fir- when you're first going, the car it's it's a little bit jittery on the start, but the, when you get going it smooths smooths out quite a lot better, quite a bit better. And then, I didn't do this for the Chrysler, but we'll do it for the Chrysler. I'd say, maybe a 7. It's unfair, because the 300 we have was a was the 300C, so it was the more luxurious model. But, if we were to do the base model, I'd probably give it pretty much the same as the Tiguan. Probably, because it'd be, it'd be just as good. I mean, it, there'd be quite a few differences, sure. But, I don't think there'd be enough to really warrant one or two more points over it. So, probably 6.5 as well. That'd be good. That'd be fast and probably just as fast, even though the 300 is heavier. It does have a more potent engine with it being, with it having a 300 V6. Sorry, 300 horsepower V6, or near enough. But yeah, Tiguan, really, really impressive. Really, really nice ride, really nice seats, really nice stereo. That's what I was looking for earlier. Steering wheel looks good. It, it's, it's grippy. It's not Alcantara. It, it doesn't feel quite plastic. It's like a, it's like a weird, not suede, but like a really stiff leather. That that that's kind of what it's like. Brakes are good. The engine's really good. The engine's potent. It's a mess. Yeah, getting used to the car is gonna take a while. But the rear seat, the legroom is brilliant. That that's good. That actually had about that might have had the same, if not more, legroom than the three hundred did. That that was really impressive. Yeah, visibility is good. There's a bit of wind noise, but. Probably less wind noise than the 300 had, which is understandable. So yeah, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I'll see you all next time. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash c slash viperforlifeacr. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash wagner slash e slash capital b zero one nine capital k capital x seven two capital z eight 
If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.